every spring, something that we see a lot of are broken water lines. And I got somebody in the studio. We're going to talk all about broken water lines, how it happens, how you know if you've got an issue. Stay tuned. Show starts right now. In the house is an Any Hour Services podcast geared towards helping homeowners maintain and repair their homes. Today, I've got Jesse Wheeler with us back in the studio. Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks awesome. for having me. Well, the reason we're having this episode is because this is something that you kind of brought to my attention mm-hmm. uh, a little while back is that um, you guys experience a lot of broken water lines and we get mm-hmm. calls for them all the time, especially in the spring, sometimes in the fall too, but like the biggest chunk is during the spring mm-hmm. when people are going to turn their sprinklers on. So I wanted to have a quick conversation about uh, the issues that you're seeing every spring with these broken water lines. Well, typically um, it's it's in the seasons when the weather's changing a lot. So you have a lot of hot and cold, so fall and spring. Okay. And then, you know, a homeowner goes out and messes with it, and she's either been frozen, cracked, or broken, and then that causes the leak. When well, you say messing with it, what are they messing with? So they're, they're turning them off or on, getting them ready, getting them ready for spring to get ready to start watering their, their yard and their flowers, or they're, they're shutting it down for the fall, getting ready to winterize it, because uh, they're no longer going to be doing that through the winter. Gotcha. So either turning the sprinklers on, turning them off, uh, messing with it, and you're saying that it's that a lot of times it's the the freezing and the thawing like that can cause some issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now I, there's two different kinds, or at least in my neighborhood, the city went through recently, mm-hmm. and or I say a few years back is recently, but they went through and they pulled everyone's sprinklers off of the culinary water mm-hmm. and they put in a secondary water system. Mm-hmm. Is the problem that you're seeing with both, either your sprinklers are on secondary water or is it mainly with the ones where your sprinklers are still running off of the culinary water? It's mainly the ones on the culinary water. So your, your pressurized irrigation that the city puts in, they own that and that's kind of a, a different situation. Um, and even if they, those do break, the city will take care of that. But it's the, typically the, the majority of the problems are on the culinary side when, when your sprinklers are still tied to the culinary system. Gotcha. So that's what we're talking about yes. today are the issues that you've got with those mm-hmm. systems that are still tied into the culinary system, uh, water. Right. And so you were saying like when they go out there and they mess with it, the, the thing that they're actually messing with, that maybe they've heard the term stop and waste. Right. Maybe they don't know what it is. Tell us like give us a little bit of a visual with your words obviously this podcast but like a visual of how that line coming in what the stop and waste is and how that system basics of how that works so um in simple terms a stop and waste is just a just an on and off valve just a shut off valve okay um and so what you have is you a lot of people have a white tube you know or it'll have a yellow cap just a little round two inch hole that you can see and then it's a white tube that extends about three feet underground And then uh, typically a homeowner will have what's called a key, a very large T-shaped, it's about four feet long, and it's called a key, and it will slide down that that tube, and it sits right on top, you know, just a male-female sits right on top of that key, and then you turn it on and off. Well, what you've got is at the bottom of that, it's just a brass fitting. The the shutoff valve is just brass, and it's sitting in the dirt. It's sitting in all the minerals, the water, the hot and the cold, and so over time it weakens. Uh, brass is is not um, per, uh, a really not susceptible to the underground elements, and so you get a long four four foot key, and you can get a little torque on that baby and snap the top of it off or crack it, and then you get and then 
you think you've shut it off when you've actually, you have turned the key, but it's cracked the housing and now she's leaking. So what's more common? They crack it or they break it completely? Uh, crack it. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, we see a few where people get a little aggressive because it may not twist or it'll be hard to twist and then they'll, they'll twist the top of it off. Gotcha. But you, it's, it's, uh, it's three to four feet underground. And if you're up in some of the higher elevation areas like Park City and Heber, she's six feet underground to get past the frost level, right? Gotcha. And so it's not, even if you have a flashlight and you look down in there, the visual is minimal. And if you don't know what you're looking for, um, which most people don't know what they're looking for unless it's their skill or their trade, you can't really tell it's broken. But the majority of them are cracked, not not actually twisted off. Okay, so then is it, uh, like when the damage happens, is it more likely that it's super obvious and you know you have a problem or is it more subtle and you don't discover it until later? Typically it's more subtle. So what are the signs that, like how does someone know First, give me the obvious ones. Like, what's the obvious way? Like, does that does the water fill up in that tube? Like, what's the obvious yeah. way that they know it's broke? Yes. So the, the the ways are there's a range of them. So your obvious ones are you got a bad enough leak that it actually follows the line and floods the home. Okay. And and they and we run into those. Not not all the time, but that is a good indicator. And it's it usually follows the water line that's underground, and that comes through the foundation of the home, and then it so it comes in there. Got it. Um, and then it can be bubbling up in the yard. So if you're, if you have a, a, the type of yard that doesn't absorb water, it'll rise to the top and you'll have bubbling. Mm. And then you have the type of, the type of yard where it absorbs water really well. And you never know until you get a, a $1,200 water bill a few months down the road. Holy cow. Yeah. And, and then on the stop and waste, it usually will bubble up. It'll follow the tube to the top and you'll see it. Whether you turn it on or off, the water doesn't go up and down, things so, like that. So if you experience any of those things, you're going to want to like have somebody come out and check and see what's going on. And mm -hmm. a, a common culprit is that uh, bust. Now, the busted water line, is it that the stop and waste itself cracks or is it where like the the line that's going to the sprinklers or the line going to the house, does the, does the pipe crack? These are good questions. It's actually both. So if you've got, let's say you've got a newer home, so your underground water line should be plastic anyway. Okay. Okay. But your stop and waste is still the brass fitting. And so typically the brass fitting will be the thing that cracks, mm. not the plastic water line. Gotcha. Now, if you're in an older home, you have a galvanized water line that's very susceptible to leaks and breaks and cracks because it's been under under the ground for 30, 40, 50 years, right? Right. So then um, you go to twist that and you could actually crack the fitting that ties the stop and waste onto the water line, or you could crack the stop and waste. Wow. So what's the solution? Like if you, let's say, okay, someone notices high water bill, leak in the house, leak in the yard, like something like that. And they're like, hey, I think something's going on. They have somebody come out. What are the kinds of solutions? What are the options that people have when it comes to fixing this stuff? Uh, those range as well. Um, so we'll, we'll, let's go back to a newer home. Okay. So let's, let's say you've got an, a newer home where it underground is plastic. So poly is what we call it. So it's plastic and then your stop and waste decides to crack. We would just typically dig down at that stop and waste and do what we call a spot repair. Okay. And so we just, about five feet wide, we cut it, put a new stop and waste in, and then everything's pretty much brand new and up to date again. No, no, no issues there, as long as the plastic, for some reason, hasn't been compromised. Then we go to an, old, an older home where it's all galvanized and an old brass fitting, and the best option is you, you put in a whole new water line. 
okay? Because when you're on top of an old galvanized line or any type of old metal line that's been sitting there for 30 or 40 years, we bring in equipment or something like that and you start vibrating the ground as you're trying to get to it, we could be fixing the stop and waste, but you could cause a problem somewhere else down the line, which does happen. We've had many customers where we, we've only taken up one spot and then a few months down the road, another leak springs, mm. you know, and that can be from age or the vibration of the ground while we were trying to repair the other one. So typically what we do, we try to recommend a full replacement so that they're never having to worry about it again. Um, you're only having to dig it up once, not twice. Uh, and so depending on the age of the home is really kind of the range of repairs you should, you should be doing or what we recommend. Gotcha. Is there anything, let's say that someone is going to uh, build a home. Is there something that they can do preventatively to like put in a more robust system to like either extend the life of this or avoid potential issues in the future? Uh, on new homes, the plastic line should last, I mean, 50 plus years or longer. You know, we're the, the only reason a plastic line on a new home would would uh, fail is because faulty install. So they didn't bed it correctly and rocks are pushing on it. Or the, or the house, the foundation shifted and so it kinks, you know, it kinks the line a little bit. So typically we're not replacing very many new lines anymore um, or really ever because they're, they're built to last and they're, they're not susceptible to the elements. The stop and waste, they, however, is just one of those parts and pieces that's gonna go out roughly around that 10 year mark because it's, it's brass and they don't make a stainless steel one. They don't make a poly one. They don't, they just make brass ones. Gotcha. And so even on a new line, there's not a whole lot you really could do other than just make sure it was installed correctly. But that brass fitting around the 10 year mark. So, uh, if someone has, uh, like an, an older home or is, is there, let's say someone it's they're in that situation where their ground does absorb water. They haven't gotten a $1,200 water bill, but like, is there, is there a way that people can like, is there a test that they can do to try and like give them a, an idea of whether they're, they've Absolutely. got a problem? What, what do they do? So it's the same test that we run. And so you've got two shutoffs. There's one that's just inside the foundation of the home or close to the water heater. Okay. That that's the shutoff where shutting the water off coming into the home. So you would turn that one off and then you would go out to the meter outside the, the cast iron, um, grate that's out there in the grass by the sidewalk. And you, you would turn, you would pull that open and, it, and there's a meter in there. And if that meter is still counting or spinning, you have a leak in your outside water line. Gotcha. Very so, easy test. Yeah. So go shut the main shut off to the house mm -hmm. and then go back out at the meter and see if it's spinning. Mm -hmm. If it's not spinning, you have no problems. Okay. Yep. Well, that seems easy enough. Very is there anything else that you feel like uh, homeowners would need to know about water lines right now? Um, your water lines are the one thing that, that feeds your entire home. Every, everything that you have that has to do with anything, anything with water, water heater, shower, it, all that stuff. The best thing to do is be proactive because once they start to go, a lot of the rust and debris actually comes in and can start affecting the rest of the system in the home. And so you, you could get a lot of, a lot of small debris and silt and soot and rust that come in and maybe ruin a water heater. Or it'll, or it'll spread through the home and then you kind of have to do some maintenance on all your fixtures, sinks, showers, tubs, all those things. So the sooner you're proactive, the healthier the rest of your home will be and you'll avoid all that extra maintenance cost. Gotcha. Well, this is a great conversation. Do we have uh, any questions from the peanut gallery? 
From your experience, what percentage of homeowners know about preventative maintenance and or their risk of broken water lines based off where they live? Um, it's not typical uh, that, that uh, too many homeowners know a lot about this stuff. They, they know the difference between their water line and their sewer line. Um, but it, it's underground and it just works, you know, for 30, 40, 50 years, never having to turn it off or having to turn it on. And so you, usually when we go up to a home, it, there's a lot of education and things like that, that that need to happen. Anything else? You mentioned how uh, to make sure a new line is installed correctly. What should homeowners look for if they can't look for anything? That's a great question. Uh, if, if it comes time to ha having a repair done or, or a replacement done, you want to make sure that you're getting a licensed contractor who's going to pull the permit and get the inspections. Uh, that, that way they're held to a standard and, and everybody's, um, a, a, all the work is checked, make sure it's done correctly. And typically somebody that's done one or has experience doing one over the years um, and, uh, and is, is, willing to do, is willing to do what it takes to do it right and not trying to cut the corners not some fancy idea. There really is no fancy fancy way to fix a water line. It's actually pretty cut and dry. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Jesse, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. I hope you guys found this information helpful. If you want to learn more about Any Hour Services, go to anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and until next time, see ya.